0: Right. Welcome to episode seven of the Disney Park Princess podcast. We are back. Thank you so much for joining us. I am Sarah and I am here with Sharla. Hi. Say hi, Sharla. Hi, (laughs) Sharla. And Heather. Bonjour. Bonjour. (laughs) She just wants to go back to Paris. Pretty much. (laughs) And we are pre-recording this episode because... Heather and I are in Walt Disney World as you are listening to this. Our life is really cool this week right now. (laughs) Yes, yes. So we apologize that we don't have any sort of up-to-date Disney news. So if anything breaking happened in Disney news this week, um, we don't know about it yet because we, you know, we're not psychic. We can't predict the future. But, ooh, if I could, I'd be buying that winning Mega Millions ticket.
1: All that money. That would be nice. I wouldn't even know what to do with it. Oh, I know
0: what I would do with it. Would you, do you ever have those conversations, you know, with your families or significant mm-hmm. others, or you know, well, like what would you do if you won the million dollars? I would $1,000? just leave and tell nobody. All right, <laughs> you would just leave. To- I would tell $1. you guys, but
1: I'd be yeah. in an undisclosed location, and I would just send you plane tickets to join okay. me.
2: <laughs> you, you will know when I win the lottery because I will be living in Golden Oak.
0: Yes, that's right. No. That's right. And with that Mega Millions jackpot, we could all be living in our separate houses. We all joke that someday when we retire, we're going to buy one house in Golden Oak <laughs> and all live together and it'd be like a commune kind of setup or whatever. But if we win that much money, we can each have our own house. We can have our like, own. We could be next door to each other. It'll be great. Yes. We can build that bridge that we've been talking about. <laughs> all right. No, but seriously, like what would you do? This is a completely non-Disney topic, but it's interesting to me. So we're going to talk about it. So, all right, Sharla, you win the Mega Millions tomorrow. What are you doing? Okay, tomorrow I win. I
2: am calling my friend John who is a pilot and I am chartering a plane and John is going to fly all of us, my family, my friends, to all the Disney parks around the world and uh, we're going to spend, you know, four or five days in each park and then move on to the next park. That's what I'm doing.
0: I love it. All right, Heather, how about you?
1: Um, oh this is a very well thought out answer because I think about it all the time um, I am going to buy myself a gorgeous mansion in the Hollywood hills I am going to give all of my nieces and nephew some a few million for for college only though kids you don't get to just go spend this um, and then I am going to donate quite a bit to my favorite pet charity so we can continue rescuing All the puppies and kittens. And then I am going to buy myself a new car. And then I am going on vacation to everywhere. Literally just everywhere. One at a time, I'm just going to go everywhere I've ever wanted to go. But you know, five star hotels and private jets. Love it.
0: Love it. So my answer is similar to that. So I would take. Uh, 10% of the money and set it aside for myself and and my family, I would take uh, the next small segment of the money and make sure that all of the children in my lives um, can be educated to the degree that they wish to be. So somebody wants to go to grad school, great. Law school, fine. Med school, no problem. Um, After that, y'all are on your own but everybody gets a good education and gets it completely paid for. I, I'm taking the rest and I'm starting a foundation. Um, and I want to start a foundation because that is world changing money. People <laughs> It's world changing money. So I would start a foundation to help out causes that are important to me, which are animal causes, children's causes, cancer causes, and adoption of family services. So I want to make adoption and infertility treatments affordable to anybody who wants them. Um, because it's just, it's such, you know, as if, for those of you who are listening, you may not know, my son is adopted. Um, my son, Ryan, came home to us from Korea almost exactly 14 years ago this week. So, um, and it's outrageous how much it costs to to build your family. So that's my goal. That's what I'm doing with the millions. And yes, I want to make sure that, you know, my home is paid off. I have a decent car to drive. I don't need a fancy car. I don't need a, a super fancy house. Um, that 10% of that, what I think it's a billion dollars it's almost at right now. That mm-hmm. I, that 10% of that will keep me in the life I want to leave for a very long time. So, I think
1: I heard today on the news that if you win all this money tonight, that you are instantly richer than Mariah Carey, Madonna, and Elton John put together. <gasps> <laughs> That's a lot of dollars. It's a a an obscene of amount of money.
2: Yeah. 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 Of course, I'll never win the lottery because I don't play the lottery. I don't either. <laughs> Me <laughs> either. I don't either. I, I mean, I don't think about it a whole lot, what I would do, but um, I have thought about that worldwide trip. But yes, of course, I would give uh, so much of it away because how, I mean, realistically, can't spend how are that. you going to live on that much money? It's right. just, it's so much money. No, and right. you
1: take half, you put it away for retirement, and then you just go and you give the rest away and make sure, you know, the people you love are taken care of and things like that. And then vacation. Yeah. You need a vacation. And then
0: vacation. Exactly. Where nobody All can find you to come track.
1: asking for the money.
0: Oh, sorry. I'm having a. I'm just. I'm just. I'm dreaming on that nobody can find you part for just a minute. I'm just gonna bask in that. Okay. All right. (laughs) Moving on. All right. So this week we asked our listeners and uh, members of our Facebook page to send us questions that we could answer, and whoop, we got a whole bunch of questions more than actually we can possibly answer in just one podcast. So we're gonna tackle the ones that we can, the ones that are a little more time sensitive, and people that said like, "Oh, I'm going to Disney next week," or "I'm going to Disney whenever," you know. So we're gonna answer those. Uh, and then we're probably going to make this a regular maybe once a month or so topic so about once a month or so we will answer your questions you can email them to us at info at that's the best way to get us those questions but you can also post them on our facebook page which is disney park princess um so let's start all right you guys ready ready I'm ready. Ready. Okay. So the first questions we have are from Maura. Maura, that's Mora. Mora, it's M O R A, not M A U R A, please. Um, sorry, I have a name that is spelled funny sometimes. So I want to make sure that she knows I saw you, Mora. I got it. <laughs> I got you. All right. Uh, her first question is How can we buy park exclusive merchandise if it's not on the Disney Store website? Are we able to call and order directly from a store in the park, or are there personal shopping services?
1: Um, The short answer is you can really only get it from shopdisney.com now or maybe the Disney Parks app. There used to be a guest merchandise service that if you called or emailed, someone at Walt Disney World would go and collect the item you're talking about, charge your credit card, and send it to you. But with this new Shop Disney site that Disney just rolled out earlier in 2018, that service is no more. So unfortunately, mm-hmm. it is shopdisney.com.
0: Yep. Now, we should mention that there are some personal shopping services online that service Walt Disney World and but none of us have ever used them. So, I know they're out there. I know that, you know, some of them get great reviews, but none of us can personally vouch for them. But I know that they do exist. So, a quick Google search and a little bit of research, you know, and they might be able to help you with something. So, All right, so question number two. Between all of you, what club-level resorts have you stayed at, and which do you think is the best? Oh, now you're talking
1: our language.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Okay.
0: All right, so I'll go. Charlotte, go ahead. Um, I
2: have stayed at Animal Kingdom Lodge club-level. It's amazing. I have stayed at the Contemporary club-level. We we could talk about that in another episode probably. I got upgraded at the Contemporary um, (sighs) club-level, the most amazing suite, um and that was really great so contemporary club level animal kingdom club level um polynesian club level which we talked about before and um yacht club club level that's where i have stayed
0: all right heather how about you
1: i have done animal kingdom lodge the beach club and also the boardwalk club level
0: and i have not done any club levels at walt disney world
1: <laughs> oh, oh, we miss sarah right. you need
0: to vacation with us I uh, know. I'm so sad. So I have toured uh, the club levels for Animal Kingdom Lodge, uh, Wilderness Lodge, I think the Contemporary, and maybe I think I've been in the Beach Club. Uh, however, over at Disneyland, I have stayed at club level at Paradise Pier. So um, much like Sharla, I got a surprise upgrade to a gorgeous suite at Paradise Pier, which did include club level. So I have stayed club level out there, just not at Walt Disney World. And I've, I have found that the sad thing is,
2: once you stay club level, you are addicted <laughs> you can't to club go back. level. You can't go back. Um, so the first, my first one that I actually stayed in myself was um, Animal Kingdom Lodge. And then that upgraded the Contemporary. And so that was twice. And so I said, okay, next time we stay at a deluxe resort, we are staying club level. So we did. We um, That's why we stayed club level at the Polynesian a few weeks ago.
0: All right. So of the club levels you've stayed at... Heather, which one is your favorite? Animal I, Kingdom I, I, Lodge. But oh, I thought for sure you were going to say Beach Club.
1: I oh, as anybody who knows me knows, the Beach Club is my very favorite Disney resort. However, <laughs> the Animal Kingdom Lodge has the best club level that I've ever seen. So, it's all the way up on the 6th floor of the resort, and it's kind of an open-air loft, so you're you can overlook the entire lobby all the way across to the giant picture windows with the Savannah in the distance, which is stunning. But the the food offerings are just incredible. So they have breakfast from Boma brought up every day. You In the evenings, for like their little cocktail hour, they will have the different African wines and the appetizers are brought up from Jiko. So I, it's just the offerings go above and beyond what is offered at any other lodge. Also, they welcome you with a a mimosa when you check in, but instead of orange juice, it's the jungle juice, pog, French, whatever Disney is calling it at this moment in time. Um, So, I, I mean, you sit down and you offer me a mimosa with that and I'm sold.
0: Okay, is anybody else noticing that there's a theme? Whereas, if anybody offers you wine or some type of sparkling, like anything, these two are in. Oh, like they are just in. You are
1: our best friend if you give us some wine or champagne. We love you. I
2: don't, I don't see what there's anything wrong with that. No, there's not. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it.
0: Nope, nope, nope. I just, I, I'm just, it's the second podcast in a row you've made sure to mention it. So
2: I'm just saying. Yeah. We like All wine. Right, so, Char-
0: that's right.
2: Charlotte, how about you? I, I agree with Heather, Animal Kingdom Lodge. Um, really yeah it's it's so it's probably the largest of the club level lounges i think um the the polynesian was very small the yacht and beach club are tiny the wilderness lodge one is pretty small from when i toured that so i'm gonna go with um animal kingdom lodge as well
0: all right okay so moving on to question number three of the special tours offered at each walt disney world park what have you all tried and what are your top two must do Oh, mm-hmm. tough one. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Well, what have we done? Cause I think some of them we've done together. <laughs> we
2: have done most. Of them. I have done keys to the kingdom mm-hmm. and I have done undiscovered future world. Mm-hmm. And I also did, we also did that science one and that's more of a youth series, but we did that. Mm-hmm. And um, yep. that one was my, probably my favorite, um, b- simply because we got to go backstage at the haunted mansion, which is, was absolutely amazing. But second to that, I would say Keys to the Keys Kingdom. Keys to the Kingdom is so good. Okay.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. Heather, how about you? So you've done Keys mm-hmm. to the Kingdom, I've right? I've done the,
2: the science
1: one um, we did together. Um, I've also done Behind the Seeds, which is a walking mm-hmm. tour of the greenhouse over at the Land Pavilion in Epcot. Um, gosh, what else do I feel like I've done so many more? Oh, we did the, um, it's the one at Animal Kingdom we all did together wild africa trek the wild which was amazing Mm -hmm. i loved that one so deeply um so that might be my favorite because my actual favorite was discontinued which was the segway tour at epcot and i oh my gosh that was the best tour ever and i was so upset when they discontinued it but out of the ones that are currently there i would say um keys to the kingdom and wild africa trek
0: Yeah, I would agree. So my answers are pretty much the same as Heather's. I've done Wild Africa Trek. I did the Epcot Segway tour, which was was the best tour. And I'm still (laughs) totally spicy that they got rid of it. Um, Because my father and I wound up on like a private tour because nobody was signing up for it. I don't know why. But my dad and I got uh, essentially a private Segway tour of Epcot. It was the best. Um, However, I would have uh, Wild Africa tour or Wild Africa Trek for me. I just loved that tour. All the animals and you get so sort of – like up close and personal, but not too up close and personal, you know. Um, I loved the food that was served at the end of that tour. Because again, food. It, for me, it all always comes back to food. Um, but yeah, it was just, it was really, really great. Um, it's adventurous enough to really feel like you're stepping a little bit outside of your comfort zone, but not so far out there that, y- y- you know, you don't want to try it. Um, so I really loved that. Okay. Um, and the seeds, behind the seeds, by the way, people are sleeping on that oh, tour. I like,
1: hated it if I'm honest. (laughs) What? I am not a gardener.
0: All right, tell me when I'm not a gardener. I've
1: killed every plant I've ever owned except for my beautiful plumeria that I've managed to keep alive from Hawaii six years ago, Uh, but it's still not flowering. So basically I'm an awful gardener and to me it was just like all of the information given in that tour just was over my head and completely lost on me. But if you love gardening, it's a fantastic tour. It's like two hours and you just learn all of the te- techniques that they use there to grow these plants.
2: See, I'm not a gardener either, but I really like oh, that tour. I've was, done it mm-hmm, so bored. quite a few so times. I was so
1: bored. So bored.
2: Yeah. And it, it's relatively inexpensive, yes. like $16, like $17. F-
0: I think it's, I think they've increased it since then, but I think it's under $30 yeah, per person. Not, like it's, it's not much
2: and kids can do it. A lot of the mm-hmm. um, backstage tours um, kids cannot do, but they can do this one.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think it's, and, and typically you might not even need advanced reservations for that tour. So like if you're just looking for something to do at Epcot in an afternoon, they have a desk out front of the Living with the Land ride and it'll tell you if they have tours available that day. And so you can actually just, a lot of the times, sign up that day. You don't even need to book it in advance, which is fantastic.
1: But if you see a tour that interests you, you should really sign up. Don't be afraid about taking time out from your park touring. Pretty much every tour Disney does is phenomenal and it's you're gonna it's a great way to spend a morning or an afternoon you're gonna have so much fun on them yeah
0: yeah I would agree all right so moving on to Maura's last question which is do you have any favorite Etsy stores where you buy ears magic band wraps or other things oh Sarah this is all you I know I love my ears I I'm an ear girl I have So many pairs of sequin ears. I can't even tell you. Um, So my favorite Etsy seller, and I think she actually has her own site now. I don't know if she's on Etsy anymore, is Bibbidi-Bobbidi-Brook. So shout out to Bibbidi-Bobbidi-Brook. But there are so many options. Um, So I'm trying to think. I'm pulling up my Instagram right now, desperately trying to find (laughs) sort of all the people I follow because I follow so many people on Instagram that have... um, shops and things so let's see who do I love I'm scrolling I'm scrolling I should have been better prepared for this but um Heather you can just so there's glitter ever after which has some great stuff um glitter ever after has really cute like custom t-shirts and um all kinds of cute stuff for for Disney bounding um like they have a t-shirt that I love that says clever girls wear mouse ears which I just (laughs) it's so cute um so they have tons of stuff that I really really like um let's see who else can I send a shout out to there are so many um but if you just go on Instagram and look you know search for Disney or go to Etsy and search for Disney there's so many great places out there and there are so many clever people who are you know so talented and making such great stuff um I also like I can't remember the name of the company that makes the magic band customizations. Um, but there are such fun things that you can do with your magic bands right now that you can get like little stickers for them and you can get bows and you can get um, somebody's even selling a clock. Like, cause everybody says how come the magic bands don't have the time on them. Right. It's so annoying. Um, so somebody has fixed that and come up with a little slider watch, you know, that you can slide onto the magic band. It's so great. So um, yeah, definitely check them all out. All right. So that's shopping. Uh, Let's move on to Melissa's question. Uh, What are some of your do's and don'ts when packing your bag for the day in the park? And this is for with or without kids. Um, They travel with, Melissa says, we always travel with lots of kids and I feel like we turn into pack mules carrying everything (laughs) but the kitchen like, yes, I call it the Disney Sherpa. Yeah.
2: Um, I'll go. Um, So I, when I go myself, I personally like to travel with no bag if I can fit everything in my pocket. Um, It's become harder since you have to almost always bring a cell phone charger um, and things like that. But if I can get everything into my actual pocket, that's what I will do. When I travel with my daughter, I've gotten to where I tell her she can bring it, but she has to carry it. So if I bring a purse and she wants to put something in it, um, she has to take something out of my purse and hold that, (laughs) or she can bring her own little backpack. Um, But we just like to travel as lightly as possible. So only um, magic band, ID, an extra credit card, just in case my magic band doesn't work, um, phone and phone charger, and a hand sanitizer and chapstick. I can fit all of that in my pocket.
0: Yeah, she's way more minimalist than I am. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it,
0: it's not minimalist. It's I don't want to
2: carry it. That's, right. that's me. And I just then you don't, don't have to I,
1: wait in a bag check line too, which yes. is nice.
2: Well, yeah. but then everybody I travel with carries a bag, so I have to wait anyway. But um, I can usually wait on the other side and laugh at you because I'm done. That's right. Um, yes. But anything, yeah, I'm I'm very, uh, I try to c- carry as few things as possible.
0: Yeah. And I agree with the making kids carry their own stuff. Like I, the the I'm having t-shirts made. I swear to god that say I am not your sherpa. I would say this to my son all the time. Like if you want to bring it, you need to carry it. And so it is completely okay to have kids carry their own small bag. Um even if they only carry it one day and then they realize by day 2 that was a pain and I don't want to do that again. It's still a worthwhile experiment in my opinion. So, (laughs) um, you know, cause you really do learn quickly. So for me, my must have items are typically some type of sunblock, Um, I've had skin cancer in the past and I don't want to have it again so I almost always have some type of sunblock on me and oftentimes it's um, in the form of powder I use a mineral sunscreen um, so that I can just sort of brush it all over myself and move on I don't have to deal with you know gloopy liquid or something that might open and possibly spill in my bag it's much easier Um, hand sanitizer I usually have on me but although I'm terrible sometimes I forget that. like if something isn't going to make it it's probably that mainly because oftentimes I'm with Charlotte or someone else and I know they have it (laughs) that's how I am with the sunscreen yeah exactly yeah I don't have to carry sunscreen because you have it you know I have it exactly um and then yeah phone chargers really to me is almost you know the most important thing besides you know any medications that I have to have with me Um, but yeah that phone charger woo although in the Disney parks there are places to charge your phone so even if you just bring just the cord with you chances are good that you can find some place to charge your phone um, other than that, I don't have a ton of must have items. It, you really need far less than you probably think you do. Heather, how about you?
1: Um, well, I don't have children, so I get to travel lightly to the parks all the time, which is pretty fantastic. So I always have two kinds of sunblock with me a spray kind, and then the powder that Sarah was talking about. She's the one that introduced me to it, and it is. Life changing because then your face is not all greasy. Um, I obviously wear my sunglasses. I'll throw my ID and a credit card in my bag. Uh, I always have chapstick and a lip gloss. And I will do the phone charger. And then my super secret tip is I will freeze some water bottles the night before going to the parks. And so I will toss the frozen water bottles, maybe two tops, in my bag. And this way I have ice cold water in the Florida heat and humidity all day
0: yeah also little pro tip next time um, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring these with me this weekend Heather we'll see how it goes well Disney World has recently gotten rid of single-use plastic straws so I purchased some metal straws and I'm gonna try to remember (gasps) to bring them with me this weekend so that I have a straw when I need one so we'll see how it goes
1: Yes, I like this. I've been meaning to get some. I'll, I'll,
0: I'll bring, I'll bring a couple with me. So
1: we are going to test them for all of you and let you know how it goes. That's right.
0: That's the kind of people we are. We're going all the way to Walt Disney World to test things for you. We are givers. (laughs) All right. So uh, moving on to these questions from Michelle. So Michelle says, so glad I checked my email before I was heading out. I have a question for you. My husband and I are heading to Disney World next week. This will be the first time we have gone without kids in over 20 years. I had to make a few concessions to get him to go. As he said eight years ago that he wasn't going again until we have grandchildren. I've made no plans other than doing the tequila lunch in Mexico. Michelle, I like the way you think. Oh, that. You're going to love that. We don't even have any fast passes. I would like this trip to be very different than any other we have taken i'm thinking i'm thinking take our time getting to the park this is a biggie for me and i'm not sure if i can actually do it not riding too many rides and enjoying our resorts for the first time we are doing a split stay three days at beach club my favorite and one night in a deluxe studio at animal kingdom lodge jumbo house i would love suggestions for not only the resorts but what to do for couples whose children have grown up up until Sunday, I was planning to cancel this trip as I'm afraid that I will be very homesick for my daughter, who has gone with me to food and wine for the past six years. She's a freshman in college now and cannot go. And I'm so sad that our tradition has ended. Help me get my Disney fanatic back. All right. Oh,
1: I got you. <laughs>
0: Heather's um, on it.
1: I, like I mentioned, do not have children, but I, of course, am a huge Disney fan. And my boyfriend was not. It was shocking to me. I didn't know if I could date him, but I brought him to Disneyland for the first time a few months ago. And I have since managed to change him into a Disney fan where he actually looks forward to going to the parks more than I do sometimes. Um, (laughs) And I will tell anybody who listens, and everybody always looks at me like I'm crazy until they come and do it with me, but adult Disney is more fun than Disney with kids sometimes. because I, I, I have a
0: kid and I'll vouch for that. Adult Disney <laughs> is often more fun. Yeah. Me too.
1: Because you get to do whatever it is that you want to do. So if that means being a kid and going on the rides, that's great. But more often than not, this is what I did with my boyfriend. We went on a couple rides. I introduced him to some of the roller coasters, you know, things that a small child would be afraid of or may not be tall enough to ride um, and then once that was done we went we had a nice lunch so you can have lunch at one of the nicer maybe signature restaurants um, you're going during food and wine festival so if your husband at all is a foodie or loves beer and wine this is the perfect time because he can just wander from booth to booth trying all the different samples make sure you bring him to the craft beer booth because they have some really like guy friendly like, chicken wings and tons of craft beers um but we i like to just sit at a lounge and maybe watch the world go by do a wine tasting flight of course because it's my favorite thing um but there's there's so many ways to be romantic that you can slow down and just enjoy being with each other that you couldn't do if you have your children with you
2: yeah and since you said um you are interested in uh hanging out more at your resorts since you are staying in all deluxe level resorts there are fantastic things to do there for adults there's all of the different lounges there's the pool areas and especially you could go to the quiet pools um, which typically have less less children around. So there are so many things to do there for adults that you wouldn't think to do with, with kids as much. Yeah.
1: And you mentioned that you're staying at the beach club. They do not have a spa there, but they do have massage services. So you can actually maybe get a couple's massage in your room. Which is fantastic. I mean, doesn't like that.
0: Yeah. And That's I would say, nice. you know, so what you're describing, Michelle, is what I call a do less, enjoy more kind of vacation. Um, and I'm all about that type of trip. Those of you who, you know, have come to us, you know, via the the Passport of Moms podcast know that I'm all about the do less, enjoy more kind of Disney <laughs> vacation planning. Um, and so, you know, one thing that I might sort of encourage you is if you're missing, you know, if you find yourself there and you're missing your daughter. I really enjoy trying to sort of look around and see other families and there is nothing like watching other people with their children knowing that they are not your children and you do not like you can you can look at them and you can think that they are super cute and you go oh my gosh that's so cute and then realize you don't have to put them to bed tonight you don't have to wrestle them into you're not the one carrying their bags you're not the one take a moment to enjoy that actually (laughs) like sit back and realize that you know this is a real accomplishment in your life your daughter's in college that's fantastic that is a huge momentous thing not just for her but also for you so pat yourself on the back and go do something fun for yourself because that's incredible I think that's fantastic
1: and I would say, maybe get your husband involved in the planning of the day. So on your Epcot day, maybe don't get there right at 9am, get there at 10, go on one ride, and then hand him one of the food and wine festival passports and say, hey, tell me what looks good. Let's go get that. And let him really get involved. And this way, he doesn't feel like he's tagging along after you. He's an active participant in your vacation. And he's going to get excited about the different foods he wants to try or the different wines or beers he wants to taste. Maybe see at the festival center if there is a beverage pairing or a culinary demonstration that still has two open seats and go learn about that. So this way, it's definitely more adult focused and you get him into the planning of Yeah, I think
0: that's a great point. I think getting everybody involved really, you know, makes people feel more invested because, you know, when you are traveling with kids, it's so much about, you know, for a lot of families, well, what do they want to do and what's their favorite character and, you know, managing their time and, you know, nap schedules and, you know, all that kind of stuff. But this one is just about the two of you and that's pretty exciting, I think, anyway, but that's just me.
1: <laughs> You're going to love it. You're going to have the best time.
0: So I think we have time for maybe just one more question. Let me see what else we have here. Uh, Let me see if I can find one. You guys, I love you guys. You sent in these fantastic questions and then all of you sent in like four or five questions each. (laughs) Thank you so much, Um, which we love, but that means that we may not have um, chances to answer all of them. So let me find one that's just maybe one question. Um, Let's see. Oh, here we go. All right, so... Well, this one's two. All right, we'll we'll take this. All right, dear Sarah, Sharla, and Heather, really love the new podcast and the site, ladies. I love how you include both Disney World and Disneyland each week. I love listening to it on my drive home in Seattle. I have two questions for the Q and A podcast. We are staying at the Disney Paradise Pier Hotel in Disneyland for the first time at the beginning of December. Any must do or see things at the hotel? We will have two grandparents, three adults and one child who is two and a half years old we have two days not at the parks so a do less enjoy more trip okay so now we know that she listens to the other okay all right so that's her first question uh and these are from angela who sent this in so let's answer her first question heather i'm gonna send that one right to you since it's a disneyland question
1: well hi angela you're gonna love the paradise pier i will say that it is the smallest of the three disney resort hotels out in disneyland so you're going to find that there's not any grounds per se for the hotel Um, however they do have a fantastic character breakfast so you might want to try that out Um, and I also really love this is this is super silly but the check-in area for children is kind of off to the side of the lobby and it's decorated like a little indoor beach so there's no actual sand in there but the floor is painted to look like sand and there's some Adirondack chairs and they're playing little Disney cartoons so you can put the children in there while you're checking in or just throughout the day if you need a break and just sit them down in there and watch TV and let them relax a little bit. Also, the is really adorable. It's up on the roof, um, and so you have, like, very nice city views. So it's a fun place to spend an afternoon for sure.
2: Uh, yeah, definitely spend time at Downtown Disney. Um, they have the, um, the bowling alley that is fairly new there. That would be fun for just about everybody. Tortilla Joe's is a Disney Park Princess favorite, so definitely maybe eat some eat some things there. And all of the all of the shopping and th- and dining that you can do at Disney's uh, downtown Disney that you don't have to go into the parks for.
1: Yes, downtown Disney is having a major moment right now. Out here at Disneyland, there's a lot of construction going on and a lot of new restaurants and shops that are opening up um so they have the virtual reality which is currently star wars but is going to become very soon and maybe by the time of your trip wreck it ralph so you get to go um act as if you are in the internet with ralph and Penelope. um splitsville like Charlotte was talking about has some really good food and bowling and it super family friendly Um, and actually what just opened last week is something I'm super familiar with because they have them all over LA but they just opened a location in downtown Disney so for the out-of-towners visiting you might want to stop by Salt and Straw which is an ice cream parlor but they make um, all organic homemade artisanal batched Ice cream. So they have crazy flavors like maybe strawberry balsamic. Um, I know they have it's rainbows and marshmallows. So it's kind of like a lucky charm. It's like cereal milk flavored ice cream with marshmallows in it. Uh, So it's a lot of fun and not something that you're going to find everywhere.
0: All right. So let's move on to her second question. Uh, So along those lines, any recommendations for must do things for a two and a half year old's first time to Disneyland? We are doing a character breakfast one morning, but I haven't been to Disneyland in nine years and was looking for your input. Thanks so much ladies for keeping the Disney magic fun for all of us each week. All right, Sharla, you've got a little one. How about first-time things to do in Disneyland? Now, I couldn't tell, Angela, I couldn't tell if you're not going to the parks at all because you mentioned in the first part of your email that, you know, you were you were not really visiting the parks. So um, we'll just assume for the purposes of answering this question that they, maybe they are doing a little bit of park time, um, you know, so you can answer. Yeah, so you already
2: have a character meal, so that's really good for a young one. Um, but maybe look for other characters around that are... Uh, not included in your character meal, um, such as go to Pixie Hollow and meet Tinkerbell and the other fairies. Uh, Pixie Hollow is located uh, at Disneyland, kind of between the hub and Tomorrowland. Um, You can go do, make sure you do the Sleeping Beauty Castle walkthrough and the Tarzan's Treehouse, because kids that age, I don't know what it is about steps, but they want to do them. And they want to. I remember when my (laughs) daughter was two or three, she walked every single step in the treehouse and thought it was the best thing she'd ever done. And she still remembers it. Even though it's not as big of a deal at seven, she thinks she thought that was just the most fantastic thing. Um, Try to find some uh, off the beaten path places to just sit down and relax, grab one of those one of the corn dogs and kind of go off to the side to eat just for some downtime. I would definitely say to do that. And since you haven't been in nine years, I think a lot of, a lot has changed since you haven't been too. So, um, explore the resorts, explore Cars Land for sure. Um, that's something that would definitely be new to everybody. Uh, There is a, um, single rider line for radiator springs racers so you can ask about child swap on on all the rides so single rider lines and child swap i think you're going to be your a good friend to going to disneyland with a small child who may not be able to nor want to ride a lot of things
0: all right. Great suggestions. Okay. So I think that wraps up this segment of our listener Q&A. Um, we did have some questions that we were not able to get to. So we promise that we will get to them in future episodes. So if um, we did not have a chance to answer your question, hang in there. Um, if they are you know time sensitive, let us know. Um, and again, the way to send us questions for future podcasts is uh, send us an email at info at disneyparkprincess.com or you can post them on our Facebook page which is Disney Park Princess Uh, and that's it anything else guys what did I miss thanks for sending us your questions that was fun yeah. All right. And where else can you find us? As I just mentioned, we are on Facebook, but we are also on Twitter at Disney Park one We are on Instagram at Diz Park Princess. We are on Pinterest under Disney Park Princess. And we have a Patreon page. Uh, you can if you, if you like us, if you like listening to us and you'd like to support us and help us develop this podcast, you can go to patreon.com slash Disney park princess and support us at the $2, $5 or $10 a month level. Each of those levels gets different perks. uh, and you can learn more on patreon.com slash Disney park princess. Thank you so much. We will be back next week. Heather and I will be back from our trip and I'm sure we'll have all kinds of fun stuff to talk about. Thanks guys. Mostly food. Probably mostly food. Bye. 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 (laughs)